is the feast of the purification of our Lord, also Candlemas. Light has come to us in the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, we've come to the, you can say, the end of the Christmas season. Traditionally, the Christmas season runs all the way to February 2nd, where we have this great feast, the purification of Our Lady, the presentation of Our Lord, and obviously also Candlemas that we celebrate liturgically speaking. And so it's interesting to see how in the Mass today, we have the prophet Malachias in the epistle, he foretells the coming of the Messiah, plus also the angel that will be sent before him. Obviously, the precursor, St. John the Baptist, something that was so prevalent at the time period of Advent, of how important St. John the Baptist was, preparing the people for the coming of the Messiah. And so we have the prophets of the Old Testament also prophesying about our Lord coming, preparing the people for that, that they knew that at some point the Messiah would come that they had to prepare their soul well for that. And then in the Gospel accounts, we see Simeon's canticle, his canticle of joy, reflecting on the parts that God in his mercy allowed him to wait until he could hold the Savior of the world in his arms. And then the famous canticle, that he says, yes, now you can dismiss your servant, because I have seen the salvation in my hands. I've held him. And so it is this canticle of joy. He says, a light to the revelation of the Gentiles and a glory of thy people Israel. And so that is where then we understand this light to the revelation of the Gentiles. St. Paul would then become the apostle to the Gentiles. We talked a little bit about that on the conversion of St. Paul. And we celebrated that. But it's something for us then to contemplate and to think about of how this light that has come to us, it is a fitting, a fitting transition from the Christmas season, then up until Easter. And that is how then the church, it ends this Christmas season, showing us that it's almost a continuation of how this light, this light into the world, this light into the world will continue on and then come for us, obviously. At Christmas time, yes. And then from Christmas time, leads us all the way then till Easter. And so on this, this feast day of Candlemas today, this presentation of our Lord, of how we, we understand of how the Blessed Virgin Mary holds this Christ child in her arms, presents him in the temple to Simeon, the holy man. But he is so small that yet she is holding him in her arms, but she is offering him in sacrifice. It is a true understanding of the sacrifice that is going to be made of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so that is the importance, the symbolism that is behind that, this idea of the present presenting of our Lord. Yes, it was the tradition that they presented the child to the temple, to Almighty God, and they brought their gifts, and obviously the Holy Family, being poor, they presented the poor offering that was given. But it was more than just that, because she was presenting our Lord. We had talked about, if 
you remember, the Sunday within the octave of Christmas, of the two prophecies of the holy man Simeon. And so, yes, his canticle, he remarks on the, the, the fact that you can dismiss your servant, because I've seen the light that is brought to us. But then also an understanding that our Lord, this light, would be a sign of contradiction. And so Our Lady knew when she was presenting him what she was doing in presenting him as a sacrifice to Almighty God. She presents this sacrifice to God, her acceptance of that, her true fiat. When she gave her fiat, we can say it kind of God's redemption started. I mean, obviously it was the plan of Almighty God, of what was to take place, but that Our Lady was willing then, that she wanted to, to be the Mother of God and to accept this. And so, yes, this light comes into the world. In keeping with that understanding, this idea of light, we see how in this time frame, in this Christmas season, that truly, obviously, our Lord is brought out as a light to the world. At Christmas time, he is this light that shined in the darkness. But only a few would receive this light. And that is something that we remark each time that we say the last gospel. But they knew him not. They would not accept him. They rejected our Lord. They rejected this light that is to come. But then also from that, at the epiphany, the manifestation of the power of God, that his light cast his beams upon all of Jerusalem, all of the church signifying. And again, you have the wise men that come, present their gifts to our Lord, because he is this light signified by the star. But he is this light that shines to all of the world. And so then finally, ending on Candlemas, that the candles are passed out to you, that you hold the candles, obviously for a procession if we were to go on one, also the gospel of the Mass because it is the Word of God. He is this light to the world. And then finally from that, yes, the canon of the Mass, where our Lord Jesus Christ comes down upon the altar. And so when we think about Candlemas ending the Christmas season, this light signifies Christ, it signifies grace to our souls. Just as a lot of times we can look at the different significations of blindness or leprosy signifying sin. Light signifies grace. It signifies the grace to our souls. And so, yes, going back to Christmas, that only a few would receive this light. Only a few then would accept the graces of God. The others would reject it. That is why, then, the Gentiles became the chosen people. Because they rejected the Messiah. They rejected this light that came into the world. And that is why, then, we also talked about the signification of our soul being ready. If not... Well, then we're no better than any, any others. That we too reject this light that in, comes into our soul. 
And so that is why then the church continues to use this idea of our Lord being a light, a light to the world, a light at the Christmas time because of the darkness, the star that shone for the wise men to come to our Lord, then obviously, yes, the candles that we hold. And then candle mist, yes, it is the transition that brings us to Easter. Because again, we've talked about our Lord then being the lights, the Paschal candles signifying our Lord. And how the church uses this sense and this idea of Christ being light. Light to the world, but light to our souls. The graces to our souls that we need. And so just as we talk about in the, the last gospel of how souls rejected our Lord, the same for us. Being not in the state of grace, then we reject our Lord. We reject this light. I mean, that is why then our Lord uses even in the Sermon on the Mounts the analogies of lights for the apostles, for their vocation. But it's also a signification for the vocation for all of us to let our light shine before men, that people can see that. And by our example, yes, they will change their life. By our example, they will ask the questions. But it must be because we live a truly Catholic life. But it must be because we have then the grace of God in our soul. If not, it is the rejection of our Lord too. And so the church gives us many different sacramentals, many different symbolisms to show to us the spiritual life. Because we are composed of body and soul. So yes, we look at the spiritual things. But the body, we need tangible things. We need concrete things to look at, to see, to touch, in order to try to live a Catholic life. And that is why then the church gives us the sacramentals. But that is why the church uses so much symbolism. The church is rich in symbolism. The liturgy is rich in symbolism. And so we must try to delve deeper into the liturgy, the mysteries of the church, the mysteries of our faith, to try to live a more Catholic life, to understand what this means for us. The different processions, which is a profession of our faith, the idea of holding the candle, yes, the idea of having the grace of God in our soul. And if not, yes, the candle is extinguished. And so these are things that we must contemplate. These are things we must try to think about. And here you have a holy man, Simeon. He had all the prophecies about our Lord. He knew that the Messiah was coming at some point. When you look at the prophet Malachi, but many of the different prophets showed that the Messiah would come and they explained why he would come, how he would come, what he would suffer for all of us. So it's very clear to all of them to understand. And for the Jews to reject our Lord, it was out of pride. It was willingly that they rejected him. Because he was not the kind of king that they wanted. They wanted an earthly king. Not a spiritual king. And so that is what we must try to contemplate. And how we have the holy man Simeon waiting his whole life 
until he could hold the Messiah in his arms. Of realizing the Messiah has come, the redemption of mankind is done. And so that is why then he said, you now can dismiss your servant. Because I have held the salvation in my arms. The salvation of mankind. So again, these prophecies that Simeon gives to us to contemplate, to think about, they're applicable to today. Just as they were applicable to the Blessed Virgin Mary, she presented this child, this infant, they're also applicable to us today. The seven sorrows that Our Lady continues to suffer at the hand of mankind, and that our Lord is this sign of contradiction, and how we must be a sign of contradiction to the world. And as our Lord says in sacred scripture, if the world hates you, know that it hated me first. So on the contrary to that, if the world loves you, be careful. Be careful of that. And so that is why then we look at this great beast and there's so much symbolism in, in, a, in it for us to take from that, to think about, to contemplate and then to put in, in a sense, application to our own spiritual lives. And so let us pray that we truly have this light burning in us. That we have not rejected our Lord and that it, the, the, the light is out. That we are in darkness, spiritual darkness. So let us also pray to the holy man Simeon. When you see how sacred scripture refers to him, that he was pleasing to God. So therefore, let us be also pleasing to God. That we do not reject him, that we accept him, we hold that light for, for it to shine to all men. And so we too can say with Simeon, but now you can dismiss thy servant, O Lord, because my eyes have seen thy salvation. In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.